This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I'm Amelia. I was painting my stepsister's fingernails when she suddenly sneezed violently. Her hand moved and the nail polish smudged. Hey, be careful! She screamed. It happened because you sneezed. I'll clean it right away, I replied. My stepsister said, you always have an excuse, don't you? You never own up to your mistakes. <sighs> Whatever. Just keep painting. Emily's party is at seven. I don't want to be late. I was surprised. I didn't know she was getting ready for that party. So you're going too? Emily invited me as well. We can go together, I said. Right then, my stepmother entered the room. You're not going anywhere. You need to iron the clothes. Plus, when do you think you can make plans without asking me first? Your priority is keeping this house in order, she said sternly. As you can see, I'm the Cinderella of the house. But that night, I didn't get a visit from a fairy godmother who transforms mice into horses and a pumpkin into a carriage. So I never made it to my friend's birthday party either. I spent all night ironing my stepmother's and stepsister's clothes. I was so tired from working around the house all day that as soon as I got into bed, I burst into tears. Actually, my life wasn't too different from Cinderella's. I, too, had lost my mom. I missed her a lot. My dad remarried shortly after my mom's passing. I knew my stepmother didn't like me, but she treated me all right, fearing backlash from my dad. But when I lost him last year, my life turned into a complete mess. My dad owned a rent-a-car company. My stepmother and I inherited it. I was not yet 18, which meant my stepmother as my legal guardian would keep my share of the income. Normally, she would have kicked me out, but she let me live with them because of the extra money she was getting, thanks to me. In return for her favor, she made me her housemaid. Cleaning, laundry, ironing, cooking. I was supposed to do them all. She didn't even let me eat with them. Who will serve the food if you sit and eat with us? You can have your dinner after we're done, she would say. I had to do all this because I didn't have anywhere else to go. One day while I was at school, the bell rang and they let all the students out into the garden. The principal and the teachers were all crying. While trying to understand what was happening, we stole fearful glances at one another. The principal went up on the stage to explain the situation. Children, there has been a terrible incident. The royal family's yacht had an accident while returning from the Philippines. 
Unfortunately, there are no survivors. Luckily, our queen wasn't on the trip since she wasn't feeling well. We are grateful that she is still alive. However, we are devastated to report that all 76 royal family members lost their lives. A day of national mourning was announced. Please, everyone, go home. There will be no classes today, he said. We live on an island called Ortacha. We're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The Philippines is our closest neighbor, and we are very close with them. The royal family members were there for the king of the Philippines' birthday reception. The accident happened when they got in a storm on the way back. We were so happy that she hadn't gone on that trip because everyone loved her. A few days later, there was a massive funeral for the royal family members. Everyone was there, including me. The queen gave a speech. My loving people, this unexpected accident has affected me most deeply. I lost all members of my family, and I am the only one left. This brings me immense sorrow, but my priority is always my country, so I need to tell you about a problem that we're facing right now. The queen paused for a while. After wiping off her tears, she continued. I am 70 years old. My daughter was supposed to succeed me, but she is gone, as is everyone else. I have no heirs left. One has to have royal blood to become the queen. Now I will reveal a secret. My brother had a daughter, born outside of his marriage. This was an embarrassing scandal for our family. We had to hide it from you, and I apologize for it. But now we need to find my brother's daughter, my niece, for our country's future. We have no information as to who she could be. She should be around 40 years old now. All I know is that my brother told her, I have to abandon you, but you will remain my daughter forever, and gave her his own royal seal. The queen's words shocked the crowd. Everyone was asking each other the same questions. Do you know anyone like that? Who could it be? We need to find her. What if we can't? As the queen started to speak again, everyone went quiet. She made a plea to her future heir with tears in her eyes. My dear niece, please forgive us for abandoning you. You had done nothing wrong. My brother wanted you to grow up in the court, but I opposed it. Please accept my apologies. Your country needs you. Please come forward. Come to the palace with the royal seal so that we'll know you're the one we've been looking for, she said. The public was shocked. As I walked home after the ceremony, there were people at every corner. Women, men, old people, kids. This was all anyone could talk about. Naturally, everyone was curious about who the future queen might be. I found my stepmother and her daughter in my room when I came home. They had emptied all my drawers. They had been looking for something. What's going on in here? I asked. My stepmother said, Tell me where the seal is. When I asked, What seal? She came closer to me, threateningly. What? Seal? The royal seal, of course. Your mom must have given it to you. Hand it over now, she said. The royal seal? The one the queen was talking about? But why would my mom have that seal? I asked. Well, apparently your mom was too ashamed to tell you, so now you know. Your mom is the queen's niece born out of wedlock, she replied. Oh my, now it all makes sense. My mom once told me, I'll tell you something when you grow up, because you're too young to know it now and you might judge me. But please don't be upset at your mama when you find out, okay? Because it wasn't my fault. That's what she meant, my stepmother said with a smirk on her face. Your dad told me everything and now you know it too. Then she asked angrily, if your mother didn't give it to you, where the heck is it? I showed her my necklace. 
This belonged to my mom. She gave it to me when she got sick and told me never to lose it. I didn't know it was the royal seal. I thought it was a necklace. Let's go to the palace immediately and tell the queen, I said. She ripped the necklace off my neck and held what we now know as the royal seal triumphantly. <laughs> the queen doesn't know your mom is dead. I'll tell her I'm the woman she's looking for. And she's going to believe me because I have the royal seal. <laughs> she said, laughing maniacally. Her daughter couldn't stand still. <gasps> Mom, when you become a queen, will I be a princess? <gasps> That's so cool! She screamed. They started dancing. I watched them aghast. Then they left the room, closed the door, and locked it. My stepmother would replace my mom and even become the queen at some point. Unfortunately, there wasn't much I could do about it either. I started crying out of desperation. I must have cried myself to sleep that night. When I woke up, I heard sounds from outside the door. A man screamed, This must be it, your majesty. Then I heard a key turning inside the lock. The door opened. The queen was standing in front of me. There were royal soldiers behind her. I kneeled at once to greet her. My sweet princess, get up and show me your beautiful face, she said. I did what I was told to do. She scrutinized my whole face. You get your eyes, eyelashes, and hair from me, she said, <laughs> smiling. Then she opened her arms wide. Come give me a hug. I hope you forgive me for not having met you sooner, she said. I hugged her. I mumbled, I wish my mom was here too. She said, I wish I could have gotten to know my niece. We've been so unfair to her, looking at me. I need to adopt you so that you can take the throne in the future, she added. I was curious about how the truth about my stepmother and her daughter was revealed. On our way to the palace, the queen told me. When my stepmother arrived with the royal seal, the queen thought she was actually her niece. But she got suspicious when she saw her daughter, because neither of them looked like the queen or her brother. My stepmother and her daughter have blonde hair and blue eyes. I have brown hair and brown eyes, just like the queen herself. As her suspicions grew, she called the head of security and asked him to interrogate my stepmother and her daughter. After a few questions, my stepsister broke down in tears and confessed. My stepmother still stuck with her lies, but they didn't believe her. Eventually, she had to tell the truth. The queen wanted to save me when she discovered they had locked me in a room. You now know what happened when she arrived at our house with her soldiers. The following morning, the queen took me to the dungeon in the basement of the palace. Typically, they don't use that space too often, but they kept my stepmother and her daughter there until the police came to take them away. They were both exactly where they deserved to be, behind bars. When my stepmother realized I was there, she put on a fake smile and said, <laughs> Amelia, my dear daughter, how nice to see you. We came to the palace to tell them you're the one they've been looking for. Tell her we're innocent and then they can let us go. Clearly she was lying. I was so upset, but the queen calmed me down. Don't waste your breath. The court will have the final say. They will pay for their attempt to scam the queen. After that day, I never saw them again. I'm so busy, I don't even have time to think about them. They set up a special princess school for me. I'm learning about the rules of being a princess. I will start queen school after I graduate. I need that education for the future. <laughs> Facing the alien chemical equation on the board, I was sweating profusely when suddenly Alice, the smartest nerd in the class, threw a piece of paper at me. Copy it, Queenie. Thinking that she was helping me, I gleefully wrote down her answer, but strangely, the whole class burst into laughter. 
Alice sneered at me. Dumbass. Be quiet, class. Queenie F minus, go back to your seat. When I was passing Alice, I angrily grunted, You're ugly inside out. She immediately tripped me and made me fall face first. Due to that, we got into a fight right in the classroom. Hi, I'm Queenie, 16 years old. I'm a famous girl with over 600,000 Instagram followers. Most of the boys in my school were obsessed with me. My family was also one of the wealthiest in Orlando. You could say that I had it all, but there was only one thing that I lacked of. Ryan. <laughs> because of my poor academic skills, my dad threatened that if I didn't improve, he would send me to my grandma's stables in the suburbs of Texas, where the Wi-Fi was weak and I would have to clean up horse poop all the time. Ew. <gasps> I would never let that happen. I quickly started focusing on my weakest subject, chemistry. I spent a lot of money to hire Fariel, <laughs> the smartest guy in the chemistry club, to tutor me at my house. But even if Fariel offered to teach me for free with my two-digit IQ score, it would still be impossible. Stop, I can't take it anymore. Come on, Queenie, tough it out. Why do I have to study so many things? I'm not going to compete in the Olympics like you. Suddenly, Fariel exclaimed, he had thought of a way that would help me pass. Every student whose names were on the chemistry Olympiad list would be exempted from the school's chemistry class, which meant one thing. You must join our club. The nerdy club was led by Alice. No way! So you choose to clean the stables, right? Ugh, I really needed to pass chemistry, and I also hated cleaning the stables. So the next day, I determinedly walked into his club room. My presence shocked every member, especially Alice. I came here to apply for the club. She burst out <laughs> laughing immediately and threw me a pen. Take this. Hmm? For what? To draw more wrinkles on your brain. Even though I was pissed off, to raise my chance of getting in the club, I boldly told her that the other members would definitely welcome me even if she wouldn't. She snickered and confidently let them vote. Little did she know, 80% of the club members were male and two-thirds of them followed me on Instagram. So, am I eligible to join the club now? I walked past Alice, nudged her shoulder, and stuck out my tongue teasingly. However, Caitlin, the captain of the cheerleading club, suddenly appeared at the door. With Queenie, this club is going down. Her words made my relationship with Alice even more strained. I became a thorn in her eyes and she always looked for a reason to kick me out of the club. Once, I was assigned to bring my teacher the white rats from the school's lab. When I entered the lab and picked up the box, suddenly the lid of the box came loose. The rats quickly ran out and bumped into the chemical bottles, causing them to shatter all over the ground. Hot ya. Unexpectedly, Alice was filming the whole thing. Be ready to say bye-bye to my club. It must have been her trap. I quickly got into a fight with her when suddenly, Caitlin appeared with Mrs. Clear, hmm. the school superintendent. You see, Alice and Queenie have ruined this lab. Miss Claire furiously decided to punish us by suspending all the activities of the chemistry club and made us stay behind to clean up the lab. With that, she left. Alice shouted at Caitlin, It was you who showed me how to kick Queenie out of the club. Why did you turn your back on me? All I wanted is that club room of yours. Now that you guys are suspended, move out soon, Kay. The cheer team has been wanting a space for entertainment. She slammed the door and laughed provocatively. What a witch! When we were cleaning the lab, Alice just sat in a corner and cried loudly. Honestly, she deserved it. 
I was the innocent one here. Why did they drag me into this mess? Hey, get up and start cleaning. If I can't participate in the Olympics, I'll lose my scholarship. No. I just remembered that if I couldn't join her club, I would have to study like a normie. Then if I failed my chemistry class one more time, I would have to clean the stables. Damn it. It's not over. We'll take the club back. Really? How? It was easy. We had to make the school realize that the cheerleaders were the real troublemakers here. To do that, we gotta be a team <gasps> and stop standing in each other's way, got it? Deal. Our opportunity soon came when the cheer team held a performance at the school Christmas festival. That day, many of the school's important partners arrived. Caitlin took the stage and began dancing while our club gathered backstage and was ready to take <laughs> our revenge. I took out a remote control and clicked the button. Suddenly, from Caitlin's pocket, a face mouse jumped out. The cheerleaders and she all ran away screaming in panic. Caitlin was so scared that she kicked the mouse at the principal's <gasps> guest, causing him to faint. The festival was chaotic and the principal was beyond furious. Stop this madness. All the cheer team go back inside. We were giggling <laughs> as Caitlin ran inside and shouted, You will pay for this. After the cheerleaders were punished and got their entertainment room confiscated, that room was rightfully returned to us. Our club chemistry was also officially restored, and we were eligible to participate in the Olympics again. Hmm. The members studied day and night hmm. for that competition, and of course, <laughs> any hopeless idiot like me could only cheer for them. When the Olympics finally arrived, everyone was present, <laughs> but no one could find Alice anywhere. We tried calling her to no avail. Suddenly, Caitlin appeared. <laughs> Give it up, losers. Turns out that evil witch and her minions had blocked Alice's way and locked her inside a toilet. Now you don't have a captain to participate anymore. I'll be the captain. Haha, <laughs> an idiot like you wants to be the captain of the Olympic team? Don't make me laugh. Without letting her finish her sentence, Furiel pushed her aside and boldly walked <laughs> with me and the team on stage. We must win this, and no one shall stand in our way. My teammates did an excellent job on their parts and all the teams were at a tie. The captain's part would be the deciding one. Since I was replacing Alice, I was forced to compete in her place. On the table, they put a lot of test hmm? tubes containing gases and announced the question. Within three seconds, find the tube that contains the chemical gas that will explode when it comes in contact with oxygen. Everyone hmm. held their breath waiting for my answer. Thank God I suddenly remembered that damn equation that gave me a F minus. I quickly grabbed the tube containing hydrogen and pressed the timer a few seconds ahead of my opponent. Immediately, the referee announced that our team had won. We all cheered in union. Ariel and I hugged each other in bliss, then he suddenly kissed my cheek. Although late, Alice still arrived to see the final result. I ran to her and gave the trophy to Alice because we were such a great team. As I was trembling with a heavy tray of drinks, a hurried guest suddenly bumped into me, causing my entire tray to drop right on the ground. Immediately, the hostess shouted, Helen, you're fired! I kept apologizing to her, saying that my mom was in the hospital, so I really needed this job, but she still kicked me out mercilessly. <laughs> Feeling guilty, the guests earlier said, I'm so sorry, young lady. If you want, you can come to my place. I'll arrange a new job for you. After that, he gave me a note with his home address and left. 
Hi, I'm Helen. I'm 16 years old. When I was a child, my dad left me while my sick mom was hospitalized all the time. Every day, I had to study and work until late at night to be able to cover the huge amount of hospital bills. After receiving the home address, I went straight there. It was a gorgeous mansion. A guest from yesterday appeared and it turned out it was James Smith, a wealthy tycoon. When James and I were talking, suddenly a drunk girl came in. James grumbled. Jenny, partying again? You should have been ashamed of your poor test scores for the Fairmont Academy entrance exam. Fairmont <gasps> Academy? I just got a scholarship for it recently. An idea popped up in my mind. Sir, if you want to improve your daughter's grades, I can also tutor her. With that said, I showed him my Fairmont scholarship and James promptly agreed to my offer. But Jenny huh? was a different story. She rolled her eyes and bared her hands. Listen, new face. Nine self-declared tutors have come here, and they've all been fired. Get ready to be the tenth. After that, she coldly left the room. James comforted me. It's okay, Helen. If you can help her increase her grades, I'll definitely reward you. I thanked him and promised to start tutoring Jenny. But it was difficult just like what Jenny said. She kept coming up with weird tricks so she wouldn't have to learn. For example, she would hide her books or pretend to be sick every time I started class. Once, as soon as I arrived, I saw Jenny dancing at the swimming pool. When I came to her, she angrily huh? shouted, I'm not studying! Just leave! I turned off the music and firmly told her to come inside to start the lesson. Angrily, she rushed over and pushed me straight into the pool. It made my books and laptop wet. However, she just threw a bunch of money on me and sneakered. This is enough for you to buy two more laptops! Get the hell out of here! Furiously, I told all of that to her dad. Needless to say, James was furious and called Jenny into the room. Jenny, as of tomorrow, you will transfer to Lockwood High in Canada. What? That uptight and remote school? Correct! If I can't teach you, Lockwood will. Jenny burst into tears of resentment and left. As for me, James sent me my payment and promised to arrange a different job for me. However, the money was still far from enough to pay for my mom's hospital bills. While I was not knowing what to do, suddenly my phone rang. It was Jenny. She asked me out to talk. Contrary to her usual stuck-up attitude, Jenny desperately begged me to go to Canada to study on her behalf. In return, she would pay for my mother's hospital bills. I was surprised but also worried. But what if your dad knows about this? And what about the paperwork? <sighs> I'm rich. I can take care of those minor stuff. Just say yes and someone will come and take you to Lockwood High. I decided to agree, but on one condition. She would have to replace me to study at Fairmont Academy. I couldn't just drop out like that and she also agreed. Later that day, I said goodbye to my mom and began my journey to Canada. After a week of studying, I gradually got used to my new life. It was quite challenging indeed. One day, while walking in the hallway, I saw Kelly, a notorious classmate of mine who was cornering another girl. Oh, a small country girl like you also comes here to study? You should have stayed at home and worked as a janitor like your mother! That's so mean! I must help that poor girl! I quickly walked past them and showed my Starbucks at Kelly. What the hell is wrong with you, Jenny? Do you know how much this Chanel dress costs? Oh, sorry, my hand slipped. 
She angrily raised her hand to slap me, but she was abruptly stopped huh? by Alan, the class's hottest boy. Come on, Kelly. You were bullying the other girl first. Kelly was so frustrated that she left immediately. I wanted to comfort the other girl, but she had also run away. Only Alan and I remained. Somehow, we hit it off and became very close after that. One day, I came to class earlier than usual and saw Kelly doing something suspicious to the classroom door. With a bad premonition, I hid in a corner and overheard her whole plan. Good. Let's see who runs this school, Jenny. So when she wasn't paying attention, I swiftly entered the classroom through the back door. I was probably crossing my arms and sneered at her angry face when suddenly, the teacher opened the door and walked in. In a flash, a basket of fake snakes fell straight on her head. Both Kelly and I panicked while the teacher screamed at the top of her lungs and fainted. I hurriedly shouted for the whole class to take her to the infirmary. As for Kelly, she was punished soon after. She had to clean the toilet for two months in a row. Haha, <laughs> serves that witch right. One day, Lockwood High held an auction to raise funds for the Halloween festival. My role was to wear a beautiful white dress for the guests to bid on while Alan was the host. Very quickly, the dress was bidded to 50 very quickly. The dress, I was super excited to see who was the bidder, but to my mm -hmm. horror, Kelly appeared. She walked onto the stage to the applause of everyone. Kelly stood in front of me and smirked. This is truly a work of art. But it'll be even more beautiful when... Before she finished her sentence, Kelly pulled out a paint gun and shot at me repeatedly. The beautiful white dress quickly turned into a disaster to the panic of the guests. With a stroke of genius, Alan quickly came to the rescue. How utterly amazing and creative, isn't it? Can you see, ladies and gentlemen? Each streak of color makes the dress look like a Van Gogh painting. The audience gasped and applauded loudly. They said the dress was like an abstract artwork and even pushed the price higher than the price Kelly had bid it. But before I could rejoice, I suddenly saw James in the audience. Oh my <gasps> god, why is he here? I panicked and ran off the stage, but that witch Kelly tripped me. I stumbled and got entangled in the microphone wire and pulled the entire speaker system down. They fell on both Kelly and me and we slowly lost consciousness. As the sun rays hit my eyes, I slowly woke up. Luckily, the accident didn't cause too much damage to me. In the room, there was only an extremely angry man standing in silence. Great, I'm screwed. I explained the whole story to James. Fortunately, he understood and quickly resolved the paperwork to bring me home. On the way home, I turned to ask him what he would do with Jenny. He said in desperation, I don't know, she's too spoiled. Suddenly, I came up with a plan and quickly told James. With a wink to him, I called her. Jenny, bad news! Your dad has found out about us switching places and had a heart attack! He was transferred to the ER! What? How could that be? Just go to the hospital! When Jenny arrived, she burst into tears when she saw her father on the bed. Since he was promoted, he was too busy with work and we've become so distant. We never even spoke to each other more than three sentences ever since. <laughs> Jenny hugged her father and cried until James winked at me. This play could come to an end now. He slowly sat up and patted Jenny's shoulder, who was now drenched in tears. She looked up, screaming in panic as if she had seen a ghost. I quickly covered Jenny's mouth so that James could explain. My dearest, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. 
I tried to make it up by giving you more money, more beautiful clothes. But apparently, it wasn't enough. You were lonely, right? In the end, their misunderstanding. Jenny stopped acting stubborn and snobbish, and the two of them spent more time together. After everything, funny as it is, Jenny and I started to become close. James was kind enough to adopt me and promised to help me pay for my school fees and my mom's hospital bills. One day, I was tutoring Jenny when suddenly the doorbell rang. I ran out to see who it was when, to my surprise, it was Alan. He hugged me tightly. I finally found you, Helen. Will you be my girlfriend? Saying that, Alan leaned forward. Just like that, we kissed passionately in the first breeze of fall. When I was skateboarding near the school gate, unfortunately, I crashed in a lion, my neighbor, and we fell on top of each other. He angrily grimaced at me. Watch yourself, chaos breeder. Put a helmet on. It might help your hyperactive brain reduce the risk of injury by 65%. Then he even demanded to confiscate my skateboard. I mischievously bent down to pull the rug under Lion's feet and delighted to see him fall painfully on his butt. <laughs> Tone it down, nerd. Even though Lion kept yelling behind me, I just nonchalantly ran away. Hi, I'm Aretha, 16 years old. When I was young, my mom always wanted me to be girly and gentle. But unfortunately, being girly is not me. I'm always mischievous and enjoy energetic activities. Not only did it upset my mom, but it also annoyed Lion, the nerdy guy who lives next to us. He really hated me and kept calling me by the nickname Chaos Breeder. Over the years, Lion and I had always been at odds with each other. Although we were neighbors and even attended the same class, we could never be close. Once, my uncle gave me a Vuvuzela, a gift from his trip to Brazil. I was very excited and brought it to class. While all my friends laughed at the sound of it and my jokes, Lion thought the exact opposite. Be quiet, Aritha. I need to read a book. Oh, sorry, knowledgeable gentleman. But this is break time. You should return to your nerd planet to continue reading. Then I blew the Vuvuzela even louder to piss him off. Then he suddenly grabbed a glass of water nearby and poured it directly into my Vuvuzela. I immediately choked violently. Stupid face! You regret this! We started throwing things at each other until the principal showed up and punished me for causing a commotion in the classroom. Seeing me being led away, Lion smirked triumphantly. Another time, when our class was allowed to visit a museum of nature, I was overwhelmed by the fossilized skeleton of a large dinosaur placed in the middle of the hall. When I was about to touch it, Lion suddenly slapped my hand hard. You can't read, can you? Article 3, Section 4 of the Museum's Rules. It is strictly forbidden to touch this specimen. Then he started giving me a long lecture on proper manners of the museum. I yawned in frustration and turned around to leave. Seeing that, he grabbed my shoulder. You're so impolite. Don't walk away when others are talking. I winced, squashed his hand away, and harshly pushed him back. But it seemed I had used too much strength. To my horror, Lion fell into the dinosaur skeleton and the skeleton fell on top of us. Not only was it painful, but also we were banned from the museum for years. Great. Every time, every goddamn time, I got involved with that nerd, I got a chain of bad luck coming after me. So from then on, I tried even harder huh? to avoid him. But Lion was so annoying. 
That Sunday morning, I was woken up by loud music from his house. That nerd was definitely responsible for it, since his parents were on a business trip yesterday. Immediately, I went to his house in my pajamas. Stupid face! Turn that crappy music off before it becomes your last song. After several knocks, no one answered me. Furiously, I was about to kick the door, when suddenly, a handsome guy with a face like Sean Mendes and a towel wrapped around his waist came out. Unfortunately, he took the full impact of my powerful kick. Ugh! What are you doing? I couldn't open the door because I was in the shower. Embarrassed, I quickly apologized to him and ran straight home. Since then, I had been trying to snoop around Lion's house to see who that guy was. After that somewhat disastrous meeting, I couldn't stop thinking about his gorgeous body and an angel-like face. Damn, I think I've fallen in love. Then suddenly, a hand hit my shoulder. Not only a chaos breeder, but now you're also a pervert who stalks other people's houses? I quickly shook my hand and explained everything, but unexpectedly, he mocked me. You like my cousin? Ew! Even the conjuring is not as disturbing as this! Turns out that Hearthrob is Kai, Lion's cousin. He would live here until the end of high school. Great! Excellent! Wonderful! So I have a chance to date him! Kai will never like you. Why? Because he's not gay. <laughs> You're like a boy and he's into feminine girls. Although I was extremely bitter at his taunt, I realized I didn't know anything about Kai and Lion was the only one who was close to him. Oh, Lion, my dear bestie, will you please put aside all our silly grudges and help me pursue Kai? Nope. Oh, come on, give me a prize. I'm ready to pay. He put on an obnoxious, contemplative face and finally said, Fine, but on one condition. If this works, you must obey anything I say. <sighs> Although that was a horrible trade for my demigod, I was willing to sacrifice everything. So from that day on, Lion and I teamed up. He became my fashion guru and helped me dress up to match Kai's type. I started to practice putting on high heels and skirts and even got some education about boys. Gosh, how bothersome. But I needed to hold on for my demigod. One day, to help me approach Kai, Lion took me to the record store his cousin frequently visited. According to his calculation, Kai would come from the northwest at a speed of 2.4 miles per hour, and I would need to walk from the southeast at a speed about two-thirds of his. Trust me, there's a 97% chance that you two will meet at Kai's favorite record section. Jeez, what a total nerd! Then we embarked on our plan. However, when I was trying to reach that record section, my cramped high heels caused me to trip. How embarrassing! Seeing that, Kai hugged his stomach and burst out laughing. <laughs> you again? Seems like every time we meet, troubles follow us, doesn't it? Unexpectedly, that incident made me closer to Kai. He asked for my number, then asked me out. I felt like I was on cloud nine. After that, we grew closer each day. Once when we were hanging out, I mustered up the courage to ask him. Kai, please answer honestly. Is your type feminine girls? Hmm, nah. I always feel like they're kind of spoiled and I'm not into that. What? <gasps> Did that stupid face lion trick me? 
So he just wanted to make fun of me after all. Right after saying goodbye to Kai, I went straight to Lion. Furiously, I grabbed his collar. Stupid face, you've been pulling pranks on me since the beginning, right? Why do you want to get between Kai and me? Then he suddenly grabbed my hand and placed a kiss on my lips. Actually, I've liked you for a long time. But since you're always teasing me, I couldn't find a chance to confess. Don't you hate tomboys like me? No, Aretha. I like everything about you. Even when you crashed into me on your skateboard, even when your clothes were boyish, and even when you laughed with a mouthful of food at me. That doesn't change the fact that you lied to me! I withdrew my hand and quickly left. From that day on, I tried to avoid Lion, both at home and at school. About three weeks later, Kai suddenly told me that Lion had just signed up as an exchange student and was about to move to Switzerland. Somehow, ever since that day, I kept thinking about Lion's kiss and what he said. No, Aretha, you must forget about it. I tried to reassure myself and held on to the thought that Lion was the bad guy. The day he moved out, even though I was on a date with Kai, I couldn't stop thinking about that nerd. While we were walking on the street, a girl skater almost bummed into us. Oh, sorry, are you two okay? Before she could finish, Kai violently grabbed her arm. Dumbass, do you girls think you're cool when you skateboard? No, it's only for boys. Know your place. Kai's <gasps> words shocked me. I didn't expect him to be so sexist. Unlike Lion. Damn, maybe the one I had fallen for was actually Lion after all. But first, I gotta deal with this obnoxious human being. Let her go. You're hurting her, jerk. I pushed him down and quickly let the other girl away. After that, I borrowed her skateboard to chase after Lion. I didn't stop screaming and chasing his car until it stopped. What's the matter, Aretha? Stupid face. I've realized that. I like you too. Then Lion smiled. <laughs> he gently hugged me and put a passionate kiss on my lips. My brother rushed out from the dark alley and shouted in panic, Ghost, run! Then he tripped and fell. When some people came to check on him, I immediately put on a devil costume and skated fast towards them. The crowd got terrified and ran away screaming. Witnessing that scene, Dan and I looked at each other and burst out laughing. But right at that moment, our mom's scary face appeared right behind us, making us jump in surprise. Mia, I told you no more filming TikTok, but... Before I could finish, she quickly dragged both of us home. Hi, I'm Mia. I'm currently living with my mom and a little brother named Dan. As you can see, I'm a TikToker who owns a TikTok account that uploads funny pranks with nearly 1 million followers. Although to my mom, I was just a 15-year-old troublesome girl, but on TikTok, I was a star. Like always, I started my pranks on a busy street and hid the camera in a corner facing the sidewalk. Ooh, look, here's my prey. A man in a polite suit was walking over as Dan pretended like his hand was stuck in the bushes. Dan asked the man for help, and when he jerked his hand away, a giant snake was biting his arm. The man screamed and ran away so fast he dropped his shoe. Then another man got pranked and dropped his wig. One after another, their varied expressions helped my video quickly go viral. To boost my fame, I also did fan challenges. 
Once they dared me to prank my mom. The requests were so many that one day. I called mom and screamed that there was an emergency at home. Then I turned the camera to the door and waited. Bam. She pushed the door open and panically rushed in. Oh no, Dan! My brother was lying motionless on the floor while the house was in disarray as if a thief had barged in. Mom knelt down and hugged Dan while screaming, Help! Somebody help! Then Dan started chuckling, which startled her. And when she saw me holding the camera, she rushed over and slapped me. It was the first time in my life that I was hit. I burst into tears and ran to my room. That evening, Mom knocked on my door and called me down to talk. I sat down at the table waiting for an apology, but to my surprise, there was none. After what just happened, I will not tolerate you anymore. All your pranks are negatively affecting others. You're too old-fashioned. Have you read the comments? Everyone found my videos amusing. She shook her head and firmly forbade me from filming TikTok ever again. How absurd! And unbelievably, she even took my phone away. But not stopping there, one day my school invited her as a speaker of the association to protect children against harmful online content. On the screen, she presented my TikTok account and told everyone, don't do stupid things like this. Everyone looked at me and laughed loudly. Jeez, I want to dig a hole for myself. That night, Mom and I had a big argument. Are you going to use TikTok to apply to university? What kind of university accepts a kid who can only fool others? That's stupid. Stop chasing temporary fame and sinking your future into the mud. When she left the room, <laughs> I angrily went to the corner of the closet where my phone was hidden and saved the video I just recorded. I edited it to make her seem horrible and posted it on my account. Mom forbade me from filming TikTok. The next morning when I went to school, everyone was talking about that new video. I also opened my phone to check and OMG. In just one night, the video had reached top trending with more than 5 million views. In the comments section, many people criticized my mom. Is this what a mother should say to her child? Your mom sucks. She's more stupid than a kid. Oh no, that's not what I wanted. It spread like wildfire and I couldn't stop it even after I deleted the video. And to make it worse, Mom called and told me that Dan had gone missing. Great timing. When her car arrived, I got in with a blank head. Sitting in the car, she showed me a video of Dan just a few hours ago. The boy stood at the edge of the forest and announced that he would hide there for a while to prank his mother and sister. But he was only eight years old and it had been four hours since the video was uploaded. We reached the edge of the forest where my brother posted the video. My hands were shaking and I burst into tears. My mom took my hand and choked. That's why. I want you to stop creating content like that. There might be people who imitate your careless pranks and get themselves and others in danger. Your father died from that. I looked at her in surprise. She never talked about his death. How did it happen? He was pranked and got a heart attack. Those who caused it disappeared without an apology. I felt so heavy-hearted, as if I was a sinner. I didn't know my mom had to endure such pain. That's why she got so angry when I became an internet prankster and was even famous for it. Wait, famous? That's right. 
I posted about my brother's disappearance on my TikTok page and asked to see if anyone had any information. After a while, the area where my brother disappeared suddenly became very crowded. They ran to me and said, Mia, we saw your post. Everyone is gathering to help you find your brother. Don't worry. Then everyone disappeared into the forest to search for him. After only two hours, Dan was found. His foot was stuck in a large layer of vines so he couldn't get out. Dan was still panicking when the rescuers brought him to me and mom. The police said that nearly 1,000 people were involved in the search. Otherwise, it would take at least eight hours to find Dan. We were so happy that we profusely thanked them one after another. After that day, I gave it some serious thought and decided to stop pulling careless pranks. To my surprise, my mom said, with fame comes great responsibility. Use yours wisely, Mia. So I'm on the street again with my camera, but this time it's different. Hello, this is Mia. Welcome to the challenge of finding new owners for stray puppies. Let's go. To this day, I still can't forget what they did to me. They turned me into their property. Nothing more, nothing less. Hi, I'm Maria, 15 years old. I'm currently living with my stepfather, Peter, who is 40 years old. My mom unfortunately passed away a few years ago from a serious illness, and he became my only guardian. Although he's a factory worker with a meager salary, Peter is a heavy gambler. He's ready to throw all his money into gambling. One day, he came back late and said, I want to introduce you to my friend's son. He's a nice guy. He wanted to get to know you. I didn't think much of it and quickly forgot about it. The very next day, I received a call from a strange man. Hi, I'm Dean. Mr. Peter talked a lot about you. Would you like us to get to know each other better? After a few seconds of surprise, I remembered what my dad had said the other day about the man he wanted to introduce me to. I felt a bit weirded out, but casually greeted him back. I got nothing better to do anyways. In the days that followed, we kept in touch, had long conversations about everything in life, and gradually became closer. Although we had never seen each other's face, Dean's way of talking was gentle and polite. Dean and I had a lot in common. We both liked reading, pop music, and walking leisurely in the sunset. It felt like we had a connection. Since the day Dean came into my life, it had become so comfortable. Not only was I able to talk my heart out, Dean also promised to provide me with monthly pocket money to spend and pay my tuition. I was a bit hesitant and worried at first, but he reassured me, so I agreed. Honestly, my dad's monthly allowance wasn't even enough for me to buy a dress or hang out with friends. So being spoiled like that made me quite happy. He also regularly sent me expensive gifts. Despite many rejections, the gifts kept coming to me. It made my friends very jealous. They even wished they had a rich boyfriend like Dean. Chatting online was no longer enough. I had fallen in love with Dean and wanted to meet him in real life. All I knew about Dean was his sultry voice and the stories he told that he was a rich businessman and older than me. I was really curious about him. One day, my stepdad suddenly announced, Get ready. 
and put on some nice clothes. I'll take you to see Dean. Hearing that, I was extremely happy and nervous. Finally, my long-awaited dream was going to be fulfilled. I quickly went to get ready and kept wondering, what would Dean look like in real life? That night, a car was waiting at the door and took me and my dad straight to a luxury house. We were led into a closed room. Inside was an old man sitting on a chair. He looked much older than Peter. He looked more than 50 years old. Seeing me, he smiled and said hello. Hello, Maria. That voice made me freeze. It was Dean's voice. The voice that I used to listen to every night. I was so shocked that the man I had a crush on who spoke so sweetly to me every night was an old man? I knew Dean was older than me, but it was unbelievable that he was that old. Before I could regain my composure, my stepdad suddenly bowed and walked out, leaving me alone in that empty room with Dean. I just stood there confused and panicking, and Dean kept looking at me and saying sweet, flirtatious words. But unlike before, those words started making me feel disgusted. Come on, baby. Don't we get along so well? Are you glad to finally see me? But I was really scared and didn't dare to approach him. I stepped back slowly. After a while, Dean gradually revealed his true nature. He got up from his chair, looked at me with lustful eyes, and rushed over to hug me. Ah, ew! I screamed loudly, but to no avail. I had fallen into a trap that was set by Dean and my stepdad. Dean held me so tight that I couldn't move. This is it. My life ends here. Bitter tears fell on my cheeks. At that moment, the police rushed in. They arrested Dean and all of his accomplices. I was rescued in the nick of time. My stepdad was also arrested. It all happened so fast, and I didn't have time to understand what was happening. The police said that Peter was a criminal who was known for selling young girls for money to gamble. He had a huge debt, so he sold me to Dean to clear the debt. As for Dean, it turned out that he was not a businessman, as he said, but a loan shark who had a special interest in young girls. I was shocked to learn the truth. Dean was my stepdad's moneylender, not a friend, as Peter said. The police have been tracking this criminal line for a long time, and now they finally caught them all. My dad and Dean went to jail for their crimes. I have also received a valuable lesson. I should be wary of sweet words and not to be too trusting. I've moved to another place to live, and I'm now studying hard to have a better life. Hope you guys like my story. Remember to subscribe to the channel to wait for the next good content. Why do we have to study logarithms? Will they help us with stockbroking? Surely not. Why suddenly create the x and then force us to find it? And why do I have to prove that it's an isosceles triangle? I see clearly that it is. Duh! Then I received the note back saying, what are you two talking about? I just figured that another kid had intercepted it. 
so with my eyes still glued to my level 3692 of Candy Crush, I scrawled back, keep your nose out of my business, and then handed the paper over without looking. Ahem, but your business is taking place in my class. I slowly looked up and saw that it was my teacher. Oh, dang, busted again. Looking over, I saw Bread with his big guilty face. Ugh, he should have been more careful. Okay, you, and you, out. Hmm, you're probably wondering how I'm such a pro with this pose. Well, it's because I've done it a thousand times. And that serious woman over there is Mrs. Megan, my math teacher. I swear, she totally has it in for me. Okay, let me tell you the story. Once upon a time, there was a girl who, due to an unexpected accident with a trash can and an ill-placed skateboard, ended up arriving a teensy bit late for her exam. But the teacher refused to let her in and also failed her. Yeah, that girl was me, Lexi. Thus, from that moment forth, she became my arch enemy. So, during her boring lecture, I threw a paper plane at the board and said, Miss, you've spelled arithmetic wrong. I suppose spelling is a bit hard for a numbers person like you. It's okay. Clearly my comment got to her, as during that same class, she picked on me to graph a function. Ha! Huh, easy peasy! So I created a masterpiece that made her eyes roll, and the whole class found it hilarious. And as expected, she gave me a lengthy lecture on my childish behavior, and even threatened to call my parents. Poof! Yeah, good luck with that, as unless it involved business, then my parents were practically impossible to reach. Besides, I was just having a laugh. Mrs. Megan needed to lighten up. So I secretly stuck a piece of paper saying free hugs on her back. I lurked behind a tree and watched as all these people surrounded her. She looked so bewildered as she tried to navigate past them while having no idea what was going on. <laughs> Ah, the good old days. <laughs> Suddenly, Bread patted my shoulder and told me 30 minutes had passed and we needed to go back to class. My butt hadn't even touched my chair when I heard a patronizing voice say, You shouldn't act like that. Ugh, that's Faye, the teacher's pet and a real pick-me girl. Every time the teacher asks a question, she wriggles her arm in the air and squeaks out, Me, me, me! Mrs. Megan only likes her because she always laughs at her boring jokes. Oh well, I may have no proof, but in my experience, Faye's definitely not as innocent as she looks. Don't say I'm jealous, because I'm 100% not. You probably think I hate school, but it's still way better than my so-called home. Ugh. At least school could be amusing, while my home life consisted of mum and dad locked away in their office 24-7. I can't remember the last time either of them cooked dinner. So takeaway it is. So I'm texting Ben, my super sexy BF. He's been studying in France, and he's back today. I've missed him so much. But unfortunately, I couldn't pick him up from the airport because of, you know, school. And tonight, he has a family party. But we're meeting up tomorrow. Yay! Let me see your face, sweetie. I miss you. You know what? Today, that teacher gave me detention again. 
Really? She messed with the wrong one, didn't she? <laughs> Definitely. I will retaliate tomorrow. She'd better watch out. Okay, but don't end up in after-school detention, as I want to see you. You know, my mom's also a teacher, but she's not that much. Oh, by the way, she's here. You want to say hello? Yeah, sure. Hmm. Ben, it gets on my nerves whenever I think of that meek... Before I had a chance to finish my words, a person popped up on the screen. Mrs. Megan! Lexi? O-M-G. We both gave each other stunned, open-mouthed stares. It looked like the screen had frozen. Literally. Then just when I didn't think it could get any worse, suddenly a familiar voice broke the silence. Oh, Ben has a girlfriend? Let me see her. Huh? That's... Faye! Oh, my days. This is too much to process. My two enemies were in the same frame. Shocked, I ended the call. Right after, I received a text from Ben saying, Don't worry. My mother may look super serious, but she's kind. And the girl is Faye, my neighbor. We've known each other since childhood. And she's cool. This was so crazy. <sighs> Now, I'd have to face them both every day, knowing that they're associated with my BF. Oh, the future is as dark as night. And yeah, this is the beginning of the series thusly entitled, Living with my future mother-in-law and my BF's annoying female best friend. And since then, things at school turned weird. For our class Halloween event, which had a Toy Story theme, Mrs. Megan was in charge of handing out the parts. Faye was Bo Peep and she had this really cute outfit. While me, I was stuck as Mrs. Potato Head. My outfit was so lame, and one of my googly eyes kept on falling off. Ugh! It was so embarrassing, but I couldn't say anything. I couldn't mess with her anymore, as I still wanted to be with her son. Ugh. Worse still, math class became an endurance test. I was so sick of being compared to that goody-two-shoes Faye. Lexi, if you spent more time studying and less time painting your nails, you'd be a top student like Faye. Poof! Faye caught on to what was going on and also started playing tricks on me. One time in class, when I was dozing and Mrs. Megan was correcting the homework, I overheard, This symbol shows that A is not equal to B. Faye then turned around and whispered, just like you, you're not equal to me. And you don't deserve my Ben either. What? Ben is mine, not hers. I bared my teeth and was about to say something when that brat started pretending to cry, saying that I was picking on her. Out! Mrs. Megan came to us with burning eyes. We were walking out when in a sympathetic tone she added, Faye, you stay. I returned to my meditating pose, but, ugh, I couldn't shake off my anger. How unfair! Later, when it was lunchtime, Faye walked over to me with a cup of Coke, saying it was a peace offering, and that she was sorry for earlier. This was confusing, but whatever. I took it and was about to take a sip when Brett rushed over, waving his arms about. Lexi, stop! I saw Faye put soy sauce in it. I was just a second away from yelling at her when Mrs. Megan appeared. I smiled smugly, thinking Faye would finally get into trouble. 
But to my surprise, Mrs. Megan took a sip of the drink and tried to keep a neutral face as she replied, There's nothing wrong with it. Really? They went that far to cover up for each other? Whatever. I had a date with Ben tonight to prepare for anyway. That night as planned, I arrived at Ben's house with a somewhat wilting pot plant for Mrs. Megan. I was kind of excited to finally have a cooked meal. Only, when I walked into the kitchen, I couldn't smell anything cooking. Mrs. Megan appeared and rubbing her hand said, Lexi, you don't mind cooking, do you? It's just been a long week of drawing diagrams. My hand kind of aches. Seeing the situation, Ben immediately came to help, but she reminded him that he'd agreed to fix a pipe or something. To be honest, I'd never touched a frying pan before. But I mean, how hard could it be? I'd make pancakes, though it's not really suitable for dinner, but I'd seen them on a five-minute crafts, and they were clearly a breeze to make. Only, it didn't go to plan. In situations like this, it's important not to panic. But, yeah. I panicked. I needed a plan B. Quick! In a rush, I threw away all the evidence of the failed pancakes and ordered food online. After all, thanks to my workaholic parents, this was my forte. I instructed the delivery person to come to the back door, so Ben and Mrs. Megan would be none the wiser. Expectedly, at the very first bite, Ben and my mother-in-law praised me profusely for my food. And Ben even joked that I should join the next season of Master Chef. Yo, I will rate this restaurant five stars for sure. Mrs. Megan suddenly dropped her spoon, so I quickly bent down to pick it up, only she leaned down and whispered sarcastically, I order from Sydney's too. Their sauces are divine. Oh, busted! Then, halfway through the night, this man showed up and apologized for being late. Turns out, he was Jim, Faye's father, but Faye wasn't coming over as she was out with friends. Happy days! I watched Mrs. Megan and him touch a tissue box at the same time by mistake, and then blushed? Huh? Oh, I get it. She liked him. Now it made sense why she was always sucking up to Faye. Have you thought about remarrying? I asked Jim innocently. To the waiting eyes of me, as well as Mrs. Megan, he hesitantly answered, Um, I don't think Faye would like that. Mrs. Megan glumly stared down at the floor. Okay, so I actually felt kinda sorry for her. Besides, matchmaking has always been my hobby, so I decided to help her. I knew that Faye was at a party on Saturday night, so I decided this was the perfect opportunity to play Cupid. I told Mrs. Megan that Jim had something to tell her, so meet him at the Golden Reef restaurant at 7pm. Then I told Jim the same. I stood behind a column and watched them share their starter, and then give each other gooey-eyed glances. Then Jim reached out and took Mrs. Megan's hand. They were looking at each other passionately when... Faye suddenly rushed in from nowhere and angrily slammed her bag on the table. So this is it? My teacher? And my dad? For real? F-f-f-fay, why are you here? Jim stuttered. No one can ever replace Mom! Then she turned to a dumbfounded-looking Mrs. Megan. Turns out you were only being nice to me to get my dad. You're fake! Stay away from us! Mrs. Megan covered her face with her hands, then quickly left. 
Jeez, Faye was brutal. And however annoying Mrs. Megan was, she didn't deserve that. You! Faye shouted. Uh-oh. Her gaze fixed on me. It figures you'd be behind this. Keep your big nose out of our family business and start caring about yours instead. Guess this is what lack of parental care does to a kid. I stared at her speechless. Those words should have driven me mad. But for some reason, I only felt sad. And so guilty. I really just meant well. So, first thing at school the next day, I swallowed my pride and went to Mrs. Megan's classroom, where she looked lost in thought as she marked homework. I coughed to clear my throat, then said, Miss, I'm sorry. I honestly was trying to help, but now I realize I should have minded my own business. I'm also sorry for being a jerk in your class. She was silent at first, then replied, It's okay, as I've come to realize that you and I aren't so different. We both have complications in the way of finding love. Guess it's really not easy to get approval from your parents' family, huh? She smiled and gently stroked my hair before continuing. You're such a smart and kind girl, and I always knew you could do better in class that I must have been too harsh on you. I'm sorry, too. I smiled back at her, and at that moment, I felt like all of our previous conflicts melted away. And I realized that I shouldn't neglect my studies. Instead, I should work hard to become the best version of myself. So, with a lot of hard work, I went from trailing at the bottom of the class to reaching the top spot, even overtaking Faye. Ha! <laughs> Speaking of Faye, she was still ignoring both me and Mrs. Megan and never put her hand up in class anymore. But then a rainbow flame experience in the chem lab changed things. Everyone ran out of there when the curtain caught on fire, except for a terrified Faye. Luckily, Mrs. Megan rushed inside to rescue her just in time, and covered her with a jacket as she led her to safety. After that, Faye realized that Mrs. Megan is a good person, who cares about both her and Jim. So, through blurry eyes, Faye sobbed out, Thank you so much, and sorry, I was too childish. Please forgive me. A few months later. So, yeah, you see, my wing woman plan worked. And now I have a second family. A really big one. But you know what's the best thing? That is, I no longer have to order food online anymore. Because I will stick to here. And my mother-in-law will cook for me. It was March 31st. A normal day, right? Well, yeah, but not tomorrow. Nope. As it was April Fool's Day. A prankster like me waits all year for that one day when I can play jokes on people without them getting in a mood with me. I've been planning my tricks for months. And boy, oh boy, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I turned to my best friend Aya and said with a devious smile, Just you wait until tomorrow. My prank ideas are going to be legendary. I thought Aya would want to know more, but nope. She just blew her fringe out of her face, then sighed out, Floor, why don't you just give it a rest this year? Reality check. No one finds your pranks funny. Only uncomfortable and annoying. What? No way. That's not true. People love my pranks. Aya continued. Do you remember your pencil prank on Luna last year? 
I nodded and let out a snort. How could I forget that prank, as it had been so funny? I'd cut Luna's pencil in half, filled her pencil grip with ink, then assembled it back together just like new. And voila! Cue an ink explosion during an otherwise boring test. Luna cried a lot because she failed her biology test and had to retake it. I shrugged. So this was technically true, but it was still funny. And the time you swapped the cheerleading team's chant music for heavy metal and made a fool out of them at the basketball match? She frowned at me. Jeez, stop being a fun killer. I'm making everyone's high school experience memorable. As, let's face it, no one will remember boring tests and tedious basketball matches otherwise. I was too busy talking to notice the ball whizzing through the air until it whacked me right on the head. Ouch! The world went black and I collapsed. I opened my eyes to see Aya and some other kids gawping down at me. Then my teacher rushed over and shooed them off. Fleur, are you okay? Her and Aya helped me sit up. And while I rubbed my head, I replied, Yeah, I'm fine, but I do feel a little dizzy. The teacher thought it would be best if I went home early, so she told Aya to take me back. I was so tired, but I knew sleeping when I might have a concussion was a bad idea, so I chilled out and watched a movie in my room until Mom came home from work. Okay, so my head hurt, and the room was still spinning, but there was no way I was going to let this small accident ruin my big day. I had planning to do, so I grabbed my notebook and checked through my prank ideas and prop list. The next morning, I woke up bright and early, and yay, the spinning had stopped. Whoa, today was the day. Let the pranking commence. I told Aya to meet me earlier, so I had time to set up my pranks, but to my annoyance, she showed up at the usual time. I hurried over to her and tapped my watch. What time do you call this? Now I'm going to be behind schedule. She gave me a puzzled look. For what? It's not April 1st anymore. Today is the 2nd. You had yesterday off because of your head bump, remember? What? What are you talking about? Look, it says today is April 1st. I waved my phone in her face. Then your calendar is wrong. Check your settings or something. Now, let's go. She walked off. No way. Don't think you can fool me, I said while trying to run after her. As soon as I arrived at school, I joined my friends in the canteen for breakfast, and Kelly looked at me and said, How's the head? I told her it was fine and passed her an Oreo. You know what? She ate it with no hesitation, but after one bite, she spat it into her hand. Ew, what is that? Yuck! I laughed at her and said, Ha! That's toothpaste, sandwiched between Oreo biscuits. Okay, I'm sorry. Drink this. Then I passed her a bottle of cola. She took a big gulp, then immediately spit it out. Hey, this is so gross. Then she ran to the bathroom to clean her mouth. Yep, I put soy sauce in that bottle. <laughs> I followed her to the bathroom to check on her and found her rinsing her mouth out under the tap. When she finished, she frowned at me and said, Fleur, this isn't funny. I thought you only did these stupid pranks on April 1st. Now I have to put up with my stinky soy sauce breath all day. I rolled my eyes then smirked. Yeah, as if it's not April 1st today. It's not. What's wrong with you? It's the second. 
Then she stormed off. Wait, what? What did she mean it was the second? No way. Anyways, seeing as I was already in there, I decided I may as well carry out another prank. I pulled out my Nutella jar and went into one of the cubicles and waited until another girl went into the one next door. I asked her, Hey, excuse me, my friend, do you have toilet paper in there? She was nice and replied, Sure. Then she passed it to me. I quickly put some Nutella on my hand, then rubbed it over her hand too. Oops! Oh boy, she screamed so loudly and I couldn't hold my laugh. Ew, what the hell? So disgusting, you freak. Then she ran out to wash her hand. I stepped out. Relax, girl. It was just a prank for Fool's Day. Just Nutella. But she sneered back. You're crazy. And it's the second already. Jeez, what's wrong with you? Then she left. Okay, this was so weird. Why was everyone acting like it was April 2nd? On the way to class, I rechecked my phone. Yep, it said April 1st. Okay, I got it. This was everyone's dumb attempt to fool me. Well, nice try, but it so wasn't working. As it was the first, which meant it was time for math class. I took my seat in class and waited, but... Huh? Why did Mr. Simmons, the chemistry teacher, walk in? He told us to prepare for our next lesson in the lab. Huh? What was going on? I was so confused. That was tomorrow's schedule. Right? Then he sat down in the chair without any suspicion and... A big fart sound came. I laughed so much my sides hurt. I couldn't believe it. I do this every year, but they fall for it each time. But hang on, why was everyone so quiet? I looked around and realized I was the only one laughing. Oh... Come on, everybody. It was fun. The typical joke for April Fools. Mr. Simons held up the fart pillow and gave me a stern look. Fleur, I don't expect this behavior from someone your age, especially seeing as it's not even April Fool's Day anymore. And can you believe it? All my classmates agreed with him. No way. Everyone was crazy. No, it is. I know it is. You're all lying. I replied in a panic before I gathered up my stuff and ran out of the classroom. I really needed some space to think this through. It was all so crazy. I couldn't have zoned out for an entire day. Could I? Or the ball hit me so hard that I lost my memory? I remember having dinner, then staying up late to plan out my pranks, and I know I was tired, but no way. They were the crazy ones, not me. Anyway, lab time. I was the last one to walk in, and I sat down at my bench and started on the experiment. I guess I wasn't focusing properly, as I poured the chemical into the beaker, and BOOM! The next thing I knew, I was covered in this weird green powder stuff. Still, no one was laughing. Instead, they were all staring at me and asking if I was okay. Then Mr. Simons asked them all, Why is this chemical bottle here? What a mistake! Embarrassed, I ran to the bathroom to clean my face. Jeez, I looked like the Grinch. It was super tricky to scrub off. Ugh, I hoped I wouldn't be stuck with this color forever. But was it someone's prank on me? But if that's the case, then why did no one laugh? I sure would have laughed at me if I was them. 
Finally, the green powder started to come off, and then I went back to class. On top of my backpack was a folded-up note with my name on it. Huh. I opened it. Hi, Fleur. There's something important I want to tell you. Meet me in the hall after class. Devin. X. My heart instantly fluttered. I'd had a crush on Devin for, like, forever. But... Oh... I got this. This had to be a prank. Everybody knew I liked him, so they did all of this to embarrass me. Devin must be involved this time. I glanced over at him, and he smiled, then gave me this cute wave. Whatever, this was definitely too good to be true. Enough. I wasn't going to let everyone laugh at me anymore. So, as I followed Devin to the hall, I took a sip of water, but I kept it in my mouth. Then, when Devin stopped walking and turned to face me, I squirted the water up into the air like an elephant, then said, Ha! Gotcha! I'm no fool. He wiped his face onto the back of his sleeve, then looked me straight in the eye and said, Floor, I have feelings for you. I waited until today to tell you, as I didn't want to do it yesterday on April Fool's Day, as you'd probably think it was a joke. So why do that to me? I stared at him speechless. The highlighted words that I'd heard were, Feelings, yesterday, and April Fool's Day. I started laughing a fake laugh, but then it turned awkward, because his serious expression didn't budge. You're kidding, right? I muttered out, but he looked totally devastated. Oh no, I didn't want to upset Devin. I was just confused with days and... Ugh, as if I actually missed April Fool's Day. What a bummer! I realized my prank had gone too far, and how it could have hurt his feelings, so I blurted out, Devin, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. It's the concussion. I, I'm delirious. I'm so sorry. Then came an awkward silence. Suddenly, Devin's sad look changed into a smirk, and he began to laugh. Then everyone jumped out of nowhere and started laughing too. I stood there with a gormless expression on my face. Then Aya appeared and said, Gotcha! So, it turns out, it was actually April the 1st, and I hadn't actually missed a day. Nope, this was Aya's ingenious idea for everyone to get their own back on me. Last night, she created a group on Facebook and added everyone in the class, including the teachers, to plan today's prank. No, this couldn't be possible! I was the pranking queen, not them. Then Aya sidled up to me and said, Hey Fleur, guess what? It's still April Fool's Day. The next thing I knew, I was grinning at her. Then I play hit her arm and started to laugh. I guess that they had fooled me good. After that, I didn't carry out any more pranks. I was just happy to have a chilled rest of the day. Then, when I was walking home, Devin caught up with me and said, Floor, I'm sorry. Um, but actually, not everything was a joke today. I smiled and looked at him. Oh yeah? So, what's not a joke? But he just turned tomato red, then rushed away. I stood there blushing as I watched him hurry off. Did this mean Devin really likes me? Hmm, interesting. Maybe this April Fool's Day wasn't such a fail after all. Oops, still not it. Wow, why do they have an entire room just for shoes? That's mental. 
I muttered to myself as I closed the door. I swear, that was like the twentieth door I'd opened. This place was insane. I had no idea which door would lead to my bedroom. To be honest, I've never been anywhere this lavish before in my entire life. Okay, it's now down to this door or that one over there. Wish me luck. But as I reached for the doorknob, I heard a voice. Hey, what prank you trying to pull on me again? I caught you red-handed this time, Gabby. Startled, I turned around and... Oh, wow. There was this super cute guy standing there, looking so smug with himself. So this must be Jaden, the annoying big brother that Gabby had told me about. Only he didn't seem annoying to me. But right, I needed to stay in character. So I replied, um, yeah, guess I was just too busy thinking about stuff that I didn't watch where I was going. Take it easy, bro. Then I immediately fled to the other room while Jaden watched me in confusion. Phew, that was a close one. And wow, was Gabby a princess or something? She lived in a literal palace. Look at her room. Oh, you must be wondering. Yes, I'm not Gabby. I'm Nancy. So how come Jaden didn't realize that I was not his sister? Now, let me tell you. That's one wild story. I was just a normal teenager, living my peaceful life in the Missouri countryside. My family doesn't have a lot of money, so I worked part-time in a nearby diner, so I could save up for college. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but I knew I was lucky to have my loving family. They're my everything. So, anyway, it wasn't uncommon for schools from St. Louis to arrange trips out here, to show the kids what country life was like. And on days like those, the diner could get pretty hectic, and today was no exception. By the time my shift finished, I was a tired, sweaty mess, so I took the scenic route home to unwind. That's when I heard this girl screaming for help. She must have slipped and fell into this ditch. I quickly found a big branch to help pull her out of there. Then she brushed the dirt off her as she said, Thanks. But as she looked up at me, OMG! We both jumped up in such a fright that we almost stumbled back into the ditch. She looked exactly like me. I pinched myself to check I wasn't hallucinating or something. I mean, I was super exhausted from work. We stared at each other gormlessly for a bit. Then she suddenly reached out her hand and slapped me. Ouch! I raised my eyebrows at her, and she just grinned back. Oops, sorry. Just checking this isn't a dream. That's when I saw it. Her bracelet. The pendant on it was a strange shape. A strange shape like mine. I held out my wrist to slot my bracelet's pendant into hers. And it formed a butterfly. What's more, carved on the back of it was our birthday, November 3rd. Oh my god, no wonder why. I always asked my parents why they bought me such an ugly bracelet. Turns out it was two halves of a hole? She shrieked. So, do you think we're... twins? I was still in shock, but I managed to mutter out, Must be. She excitedly clapped her hands together, then pulled me into a hug. She said her name was Gabby, and her field trip was so dull that she wandered off, then ended up lost and stuck. 
Then I told her about my loving family, and she told me about her city life. I thought her life sounded awesome, but she didn't think so. Nah, it's seriously so boring over there. I just want a happy, drama-free life like yours. It makes sense now. I see why my parents love my brother more than me. I'm obviously adopted. But hey, at least you have your friends and get to go to a good school. School? That's the worst part. I hate it. Then she paused and turned to me. Nancy, I have an amazing idea. How about we switch places? This was crazy. An hour ago, I thought I was an only child, and now I was staring at my twin. Gabby seemed adamant switching places was the best idea ever, as I'd get a taste of the city life while also helping her ace her upcoming exams. This did sound tempting. I mean, it wasn't every day your long-lost twin appeared and offered you the adventure of a lifetime, right? We didn't have much time to discuss it anymore, so we quickly switched clothes, phones, and further instructions about anything else would be discussed later over the phone. Then I showed her the way to my house, and I headed toward the crowd of noisy students lining up for the bus back to the city. Suddenly, a girl tapped me on the shoulder and in an annoyed tone said, Er, where have you been? Blonde hair, a pink hairband, and wearing a choker with a heart pendant on it? Yep, this must be Katie, Gabby's best friend. I followed her onto the bus, then yawned and told her I was exhausted. I feigned sleeping for the duration of the journey back so she wouldn't start any more convos with me. So after that, things went by smoothly. Until I got home and didn't know where I normally sleep at. But it's okay now as I'm safe in Gabby's bedroom. The butler did knock on the door to ask me to come down for dinner. I know, the fact they have a butler is crazy. But I just lied that I'd eaten loads on the field trip. There was no time for food now. I needed to learn as much as I could about these people. I searched her room and looked through her yearbooks, family photos, anything. I thought I was ready to go to school as Gabby tomorrow. But, well, as if it was that simple... The next morning, I nervously came downstairs to go to school, and of course, I had to face the entire family now. Upon seeing me, the small talks all came flying at me. How was yesterday's trip, dear? I managed to mumble out, Um, it, it was alright. Then suddenly, a hand rubbed my hair. Hey, I'm taking your PB&J, okay? You won't eat it anyway. I turned to look and saw him grinning at me before he headed outside. Oh gosh, I thought I'd melted into a puddle. He's so cute. I just wanted to follow him, but then Dad cleared his throat. Gabriella, can we please make it a day free of complaints from your teachers? Oh God, Gabby, what had you possibly done? I gulped back, nodded in response, then hurried out of there. I awkwardly lingered in front of the mansion. This was the spot where the bus dropped me off yesterday, so hope this was how it worked. Then suddenly, a scary-looking guy pulled up on the other side of the street and yelled at me. Babe, what are you doing? Get in! Me? I was his babe? Oh, so he was Dylan, my sister's boyfriend. I walked over and reluctantly climbed on the back seat. Hey! What's wrong? Are you still mad at me for letting you go on the field trip alone? Come on, you said it was okay. I 
didn't know what to say to him, so I stayed quiet and stared out the window. Come on, babe. I mean, this is dumb. We both know how sitting in the back always gives you travel sickness. Gosh, I really needed to say something to shut this guy up, huh? No, it's totally fine between us. Um, it's just that I feel a bit under the weather. I need a little rest, that's all. And it's more spacey here. Well, that seemed to quiet him down, but I kept on catching him giving me odd looks in the rearview mirror. Look at him! Ugh! Gabby and I might be twins, but our tasting guys couldn't be any more different. Dylan looked like the bad boy type. Green hair, a nose ring, and drove some flashy sports car. While I prefer sweet and funny guys, like Jaden. But I didn't want to accidentally ruin my sister's relationship either. So when we got to school, I had to give him a peck on the cheek to make sure that we were cool. Yuck. His cologne stank. Luckily, I met Katie in the parking lot, so I followed her to class. Things were going great. At least, they were, until we got to Spanish class. The teacher, Mrs. Harrison, gave me this judgy look right from the moment I walked in. Turns out, Gabby hadn't handed in her homework, and she spent the whole of the last session painting her nails. Mrs. Harrison demanded to check my homework today. Well, of course, I didn't know I had homework. So, in a disappointed voice, she said, Gabby, it's been two years and you still don't know how to conjugate any single verb. Are you proud of that? Suddenly, I heard Katie whisper, But at least she knows how to dress, Mrs. Harrison. Your sweater looks like it should have been thrown out two years ago. Then some of the class giggled. Oh my god, Katie? That was so rude. But luckily, the teacher didn't hear that. I quickly apologized to Mrs. Harrison and told her to just give me a pop quiz to make up for my missing homework. She did. And to her, and the whole class's total surprise, I slayed all the questions. After class, I told Katie that her comment about Mrs. Harrison wasn't cool. Laughing, she replied, Jeez, why are you so uptight today? But on seeing my unfaltering expression, she quickly changed the subject. You've still got to help me with the plan, okay? You promised. She winked at me. What? What plan? In confusion, I faked a smile at Katie. Oh, don't you worry, girl. I got it all set. That night, Gabby called me and we updated each other on our first day. Things went better than expected. Apparently, she loved it there, and she felt so warm and connected with mom and dad, and she was sure that they were our real parents. She also enjoyed feeding the chickens and apple picking in the backyard. However, she did almost get me fired from work as she didn't know how to use the oven, but she managed to charm her way out of it. I told her how I'd handled the Dylan situation and made peace with Mrs. Harrison. But, oh, Gabby, Katie did mention to me about some plan? What is it? Oh, yeah, I promised to set her up with Jaden. I guess you'll have to carry it out for me now. My heart sank as I said, Jaden? As in, your brother Jaden? Yeah, now not biologically. It's no wonder I just couldn't get along with him. Not like us, right? I forced a laugh and changed the subject. But, oh no. Jaden was far more suited to me than rebellious Katie. But, okay, this was Gabby's life, so I needed to make sure I didn't mess it up. 
And maybe, when this twinning truth broke out, I'd get my chance with Jaden. For now, we agreed to continue living each other's lives. I suppose it was pretty easy, seeing as all Gabby seemed to do was hang out with her friends and avoid doing her homework. The only part I didn't like was setting Katie up with Jaden. And that's when things got complicated. Will we ever tell everyone the truth? Or this life swap is too much fun to stop? Stay tuned for part two to find out. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.